1: Hello, it's me, Paul McCartney, and you're listening to The Vieira Vault. It's bloody good. I wish I can be there. Ha <laughs> fooled you. It's me, Ralph. You know you fell for it. Grab a,
0: jam, a swim, and it's jam, it's my podcast.
1: Smack my god everybody! It's another Vieira Vault, and this is a great one. I have a really cool guest this week. Her name is Melinda Murphy. She has a YouTube channel that's awesome. She's a vinyl junkie like me, and if you look at the description below, I have a link to her YouTube page. Check it out and subscribe. She's awesome. She's a beautiful soul inside and out. I think she's awesome, and her favorite solo artist is Paul McCartney, so I asked her, hey... Want to do a podcast with me about Paul McCartney? At first, she was like, "Well, you know, I'm not like no expert or nothing. I "I don't want no damn expert. What I want is a fan, a fan's point of view. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm in, you know? So I thank her so much. She was such a great guest, and everything she says is from the heart. And uh, you're going to love this show. If you love McCartney and Wings, you're about to listen to just two fans talking about their discography. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Here is Paul McCartney and Wings discography with the great Melinda Murphy. Enjoy. All right, everybody. I have with me somebody that's awesome. Her name is Melinda Murphy. She's going to join me this week to talk about Paul McCartney and Wings. How you doing, Melinda?
2: I'm doing really good. I'm excited about this.
1: Yeah, this is great. I just want to let everybody know Melinda's got a YouTube channel. It's called Melinda Murphy, right?
2: Yes, it's simply Melinda Murphy, and I talk about, I'm a vinyl record collector, so it's about vinyl records. I'm a huge fan of Kiss, The Beatles, Van Halen's my favorite band of all time. My favorite solo artist is Paul McCartney, and I love the band Wings, so um, just a little bit of everything, though. I even have a little bit of jazz on my video. I just talk about different vinyl records.
1: Yes, you are a collector like myself. You are (laughs) out there... Like me, even when you go on vacation, you go to uh, record stores, and it's yeah. uh, your channel is awesome.
2: Thank you. That is a, the vacation. It's the biggest part of my vacation is getting to a record shop. I'm a vinyl addict. I absolutely love it. So,
1: right. Anybody? Uh, wh- where exactly do you live, Melinda?
2: I live in Kentucky.
1: Okay, but I'd uh, like
2: I'd like to live in Florida. That's my goal. Eventually, is to move. You know, get to Florida. I'd love to live there.
1: Well, that'd be great, South Florida make it south florida that's why yeah, I I, anywhere where,
2: anywhere where a beach is is where i want to be i love exactly. the beach
1: yeah so do i that's why i live on miami beach you
2: are <laughs> living the dream
1: yes i am um but since you live in kentucky anybody that's listening to kentucky what record store would you recommend anybody in kentucky to go to
2: oh man uh, in Kentucky. Con- in Kentucky. Uh, I, there's a place in Bowling Green, Kentucky called Mellow Mats that's really good. If you're interested in new vinyl records, hard copies in Bowling Green's Mall. Um, otherwise, I tend to go to Nashville. I find a lot of really great records when I go on vacation in Florida. I love that. Gosh. But mainly like Nashville is where I have found a lot of my best records. St. Louis is also another really great place for vinyl record shopping.
1: And that's, is that all near you? Cause I'm geographically (laughs) not, not, uh, smart. (laughs)
2: Uh, well it's, uh, Nashville's about a couple hours away. So it's a, it can be a day or maybe a two day trip, uh, Same with St. Louis. It's about a four-hour trip. You could do a weekend in St. Louis if you wanted to. I haven't been to St. Louis in a while, but for a weekend, it's good. You wouldn't want to do it in one day because, like I said, it's a four-hour trip. But, you know, I've done it in the past. It's a lot of fun when you're just going for a record, wanting to go record shopping. It's a lot of fun just to make it a weekend, you know?
1: I hear you. All right, so let's go all the way back, Melinda. I want to find out how... You discovered Paul McCartney. Do you remember? Okay.
2: Well, I'd have to go back to when I was a really little kid, so I don't know if I remember all the details, but I will say this. I know that I knew Paul McCartney and I knew Wings before I knew the Beatles. Ooh. You know, I am a 70s girl. I grew up in the 70s, and uh, now we didn't have a lot of money. My mom was a single mom, so she didn't buy a lot of albums, but she would occasionally buy a 45 for me, but what she did, I think this was a huge gift, she... Um, she had the radio on all the time. So I grew up with listening to the radio constantly. And uh, so I just got to listen to a lot of great music. And of course, Paul McCartney and Wings were on the radio all the time. So that's kind of what got my start. And, you know, I'm, it took me just a few years ago, collecting vinyl to really appreciate and fall in love with the Beatles. But I've always loved Paul and I love the wings era, but also his solo music is really important. It's like I can name different times of my life to Paul's music. It's just a really special connection I have to Paul McCartney.
1: Yeah. And uh, same here. I mean, Paul was so huge in the seventies. He was all over the radio. Yes. Uh, Big part, you know, because I didn't real. I was more into movies as a kid, uh-huh. but then, like around seventy eight, seventy nine is when I started buying records. But my very first memory in life was the Beatles. Um, uh-huh. I can't I can't tell you what song it was, but I remember looking up at a windowsill with a little transistor radio, and it either was Help or, or Eight Days a Week or something like that. But right, he's always been the soundtrack to my life. Exactly. And, And, you know, he was like him and Elton John were like the biggest solo artists of the 70s, you know?
2: Yeah. Yes. I love Elton John, too. He's also just someone that's very special. You know, I can remember hearing all his songs growing up as well.
1: I'm a huge Elton John fan as well. But uh, Mm -hmm. all right. So let's let's start at the very beginning of Wings. Okay. uh, McCartney did release, I believe, was two solo albums before Wings, uh, McCartney and Ram, right?
2: Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I like those. They're really good albums, really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we go on into Wings, which I really admire about Paul. He could have kept um, being a solo artist and having success, but he liked being in a band and he yeah. liked sharing. And I thought that was um, pretty cool of him because he didn't have to join a band. He could have just had studio uh, musicians and people to tour with. But he wanted a true rock and roll band, and I really th- admired that about him.
1: And you can, I mean, I, uh, tell me, because I can tell, listening to the first solo albums, and then hearing Wildlife and All Wings albums, it sounds more like a a band to me than a solo artist. Do you feel the same way?
2: Yes, I do. I feel like it's um, a group effort, and, you know, he's got a, a couple albums where it is just truly a... Uh, and, you know, where he let other members of the band sing, he was having them sing and contribute. So, yeah, you can definitely tell Wings was a band, you know, from the solo stuff. You can you can tell the difference.
1: Right. Uh, mm-hmm. The first the first album was Wildlife. And um, mm-hmm. this is the last one I bought. I mean, did you, did, <laughs> have you lived with this one long?
2: Well, the funny thing is, I. You know, I, when I started collecting vinyl, obviously I immediately started collecting Paul McCartney music. All of, yeah, I don't have all his albums. I, there's so many of them, and some yeah. of them are just too expensive on vinyl. However, this is one I picked up. It is one of my more recent pickups, and it's not one that I have childhood attachment to or childhood memories of. But um, I do have Wildlife, and you know, it it was a good start for him. I do enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm the same. I haven't lived with this one that long. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I was listening to it today and yesterday. and uh, But, yeah, there, there is, like I said, it sounds more like a Groove effort. I really like the song Bip Bop. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, uh, like a bluegrass meets uh, R&B. It's very yeah. unique.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is fun. And I like the opening track, Mumbo. when it. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of cool. It's when you get into Bip Bop, you... After a couple minutes of that, you're starting to think, okay, this is the guy who wrote yesterday in Eleanor Rigby. Where's hip-hop <laughs> coming from? But I do like it. But I will say when Paul McCartney, he's like one of the, if not the best songwriter. I mean, he's just – him and John Lennon were the best. You know, when he's doing a cover like Love is Strange, that's odd to me because – He's he's just a better talent than the song Love Is Strange in my opinion that's just my opinion I'm not a huge fan of the song Love Is Strange no matter who's singing it um I think he does a really good rendition of that song um you know it I like this kind of folksy feel he has with Wildlife you know it's a really good start for Wings um some people never know uh, I am your singer I, you know it's a I like the last song Dear Friend it's yeah. pretty cool um, I love the cover art of the album. I, I actually pulled my vinyl records just to look at while I talk about them. And I do love the cover art of the album. And it uh, looks like they were gelling pretty well. And looked like they were kind of starting from, it's like the Beatles never existed. It's like he's starting over in his career, building up a, all over again, even though he didn't have to.
1: Right. I, I didn't know Love is Strange was a cover.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know who sang the original of it, but I do remember seeing. If you're familiar with the movie Dirty Dancing, there's a scene, yes, a, a little version where Paul, uh, Patrick Swayze, and Jennifer Grey are doing a little bit to that song "Love Is Strange." So I know it has to be a cover,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at the notes here, and yeah, it, it is uh, written by other people. Mm-hmm. I notice. Okay, so uh, that's wildlife. Um, yeah. Again, the, uh, the next album is not something, I mean, I know, of course, obviously the hit off it, but um, uh, Red Rose Speedway, uh, is this part of your childhood or, or is this much later? <laughs>
2: Well, this came out like it's around 1973. So I was still too little. I was born in 1970. So I was three years old when this came out. Um, I love the iconic picture on the cover. He's got a rose in his mouth. I actually have a t-shirt of that picture. I love it. My love um, next to Maybe I'm Amazed is one of my favorites. I love that ballad. Um, And this one is newer to me as well. Um, You know, there wasn't as big of hits. This isn't, quite the album that made them explode yet but you know it's really good i like um let's see what are songs on here that i really like i'm trying to pull up the songs here i I, there's a medley on here that's pretty good my love's good i like the song get on the right thing i think that one's really good it's really yeah. catchy. One more kiss is a little bit of a, a downer for me. I'm not really crazy about that one, but, uh, and then the medley's really cool, but my love makes it for, this is a really good one to have that song. It was an incredible song. It's beautiful. It's iconic. You know, I, I, even though I may not have known it when it came out in 1973, I for sure heard it on the radio growing up, you know, that one was one that was just always in rotation.
1: Yeah, I always remember, uh, My Love is probably the first McCartney song I heard. I'm Mm -hmm. five years older than you. I was born in 65. Okay. I was was already eight years old, so it Mm -hmm. was all over the radio. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't recall hearing Maybe I'm a Maze or, oh, no, that's not true. I I, I did hear Uncle Albert. I remember hearing that.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Ram,
1: yeah. So that was my first. But my first wing song was My Love.
2: And now that you said that about Uncle Albert, I do have really strong memories of hearing that one as a little bitty kid too. So you're right. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that was on that was played on the radio a lot back then. But Mm -hmm. I didn't own I didn't own any McCartney or Beatles till the late seventies. So as far as like albums, but you know, some of these that are coming up I have lived with a long time. Oh Uh, yeah. Like like the next one that is so solid. And I've owned this one for so long Mm -hmm. and uh, Band on the Run.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, Uh, Band on the Run is, you know, when I think of my childhood, I think of the song Hotel California, Dreams by Philip and Mac and Band on the Run. That is just one of those songs that takes me immediately back to the house I lived in when I was really little. I mean, I feel like I'm there again when I hear this song. It's really incredible. The whole album is so good.
1: I do, too. And I, I think of, like, um, when I listen to Band on the Run, I always, I you know, it must have happened while, but I remember going on vacation with my parents, driving somewhere. And every time I hear Band on the Run, I have a vision of being in that car, going to a certain yeah. place, and thinking, yeah, yes. that's
2: That is so cool that you said that. I've got a story like that about a future song that we'll probably talk about. But, yeah, and Band on the Run, it just seems like he came up with three songs and kind of put them all together and just somehow it just miraculously works so well. And, you know, it's just a it's, really yeah, different song. Uh,
1: that's a very good point. Because if you listen to band on run, it does sound like three different songs, but the way they go into each other, it sounds like flawless.
2: It is. Yeah. It just shows the genius of Paul McCartney. Cause exactly. I don't know who else could do that. I just don't know who else would do that. Make it work, make it. And it, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have a huge story. I guess it does, but I mean, it's just um, he makes anything work. He can sing about any topic and just, it gets stuck in your head and he just knows how to do that. He's got a tremendous talent when it comes to that.
1: Yeah. It was recorded in Africa, this album. Uh, Yeah. I I was watching. Do you have a wingspan, the, the DVD?
2: i don't have that
1: yeah it's very very interesting and they went to africa to record this and uh Mm -hmm. there was uh they they had all these songs Mm -hmm. and him and linda were walking somewhere and a car pulled up with a bunch of people with guns uh
2: yes yes
1: yeah yeah, pulled it on them and they ended up giving them tape the tapes and everything Mm -hmm. so they had yeah i would love to find those
2: tapes yeah, I know. I would love to find those tapes. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be
1: worth yeah. the whole money. <laughs> he was well, well. McCartney said in documentaries, they probably heard it, hated it, and recorded over it. <laughs> I'm sure they did. <laughs> That's the craziest story.
2: That'd be very scary, you know, oh, and yeah, also yeah. frustrating too.
1: <laughs> and Linda was yelling, "Don't, don't, don't hurt him! He's a musician." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jet, Jet was all over the radio. Oh, yeah. I, I remember yeah. as a little kid in nineteen hundred and eighty five. But the rest mm-hmm. of these songs, I don't remember until I bought the record.
2: Right. Uh, yeah. Um, even Let Me Roll It was something that um, I had I had known it just because this album is so huge. But uh, man, that I love that guitar riff on Let Me Roll It. But oh. it wasn't something that I remember as a kid, but it's something that sticks with me because the guitar riff's so brilliant on that one.
1: Yeah, it, it's um, a, a very it's a concert staple. I I've seen McCartney four five times now. Every mm-hmm. set list he plays "Let Me Roll It."
2: I'm so jealous. I've only seen him once, and it was last year. And he played it. It was incredible. Jet. Everybody's arm goes up in the air like a fist pump type of thing when jets on. It's really cool. Um, you know, I, I've yeah. That one.
1: I love "Mrs. Vanderbilt." It's, mm-hmm. it's just so catchy.
2: Yes. Uh, but this is. whole album,
1: you know, Helen Wheels, uh, Picasso's Last Words. Yes. Is, is amazing. Blue uh Bluebird. Yes. Uh, every song. This is an extreme this is like I think the most cohesive wings album to this point.
2: Yeah, the only the only one I think is a little bit weak is Mamunia. I'm not a big fan yeah. of that song, but the rest of them are absolutely killer. And I can live with the one song. That's fine. But yeah, this, this album is um, really special. And Band on the Run is going to always be one of those very special songs that um, I can just remember being a really little kid. And hearing that in the house that I grew up in or outside playing in the yard, um, it was just a constant in my life. And I just really love it.
1: Were you like me that you didn't own the album at the time? Because I didn't buy this till much later.
2: Yeah, I, like I said, my mom was a single mom. We had some 45s, but um, I heard it because she would always have the radio on. So we would listen to the radio, and this was a constant on the radio. So, uh, you know, that's a lot. I know a lot of the singles and hits. And then um, as I got older and could afford my own cassettes, and CDs, I went on to buy the things that I wanted. But as a little bitty kid, uh, no, I didn't have it. But it was played on, in my house on a daily basis because of the radio.
1: Yeah. It, it, uh, like I said, yeah, it, it just brings, brings me back to my childhood listening yeah. to the song. Uh, yeah. Then they, uh, the next one I think is an, an amazing album as well, Venus and Mars. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this one?
2: I actually really like it. I think it's really strong. I, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, I love the opening Ven- Venus and Mars, just the very yes. opening part going into rock show. Uh, I love um, love and song uh, Magneto and Titanium Man's really cool. Yes. I love Letting Go. Letting Go is one of my favorite songs. I absolutely love that.
1: I agree with you. I saw him do Let It Go the last time I saw. Did he play that one when you saw him? Because I only seen him play it once.
2: Uh, I don't remember that one. Um I don't know. I'd have to look at the set list again because, I mean, he performed, okay, he's like 77 or 76 at the time, and he performed for three hours and never broke a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the only thing I remember, which is really, really weird, is for some reason, I don't know if they forgot it or for some reason they didn't perform it or were running late. You know what song they did not play at the mm. concert? What Band song? on the Run. What? Right. They did not play Band on the Run. They. I don't know if it just got forgotten and they started on and skipped it or if it was maybe the concert was running a little late that so they, they dropped that song at some point they did not play band on the run but i would have to see the set list again i don't remember if they sang let it go or not but um it's a great song and i absolutely love it i would have been thrilled for, and i it just doesn't i don't remember it right now but listen to what the man said is on here too and that's i mean that's just such a sentimental song for me too that one is so awesome
1: again uh brings me way back i mean and i and i believe this may have been well at least down here in south florida the only song on this album that was played on the radio i don't remember any of these other songs
2: uh, uh you're right I definitely listen to what the man said was played a lot i don't remember hearing let it go letting go on the radio either but um you know now that i have the album and play have played it a gazillion times i love that song it's really yeah. great
1: i love uh, call me back again and uh Madison mm-hmm. Jar with Jimmy, mm-hmm. like you oh, were yeah. saying earlier, they mm-hmm. they he let uh, musicians sing songs.
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, yes, he, he was left, generous. I th- I believe he left the band for Humble Pie, and uh, which is bad sad. And I and I know he passed away because he had so you know he lived the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. But man, he was very young and very talented, and not very talked Absolutely. about.
2: Right, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you gave me an answer as a cute little ditty.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I I I love Venus and Mars. For the longest time I always thought uh the the live album was for that tour, but no, it's actually for the next album which is Wings at the Speed of Sound.
2: Yes. Yeah. Which... Now I think was there a concert like a film? It seems like I've seen something called Rock Show and I yes. thought it was a from the tour of Venus and Mars, but I'm not 100% sure about that.
1: that you you you're just like me. I always thought that too, but no, it it's was not. For, no, it's for this next album because oh, if you remember, yeah. uh, during rock show he performs Let "Let 'Em In," "Silly Love Songs."
2: Oh, okay. So
1: mm-hmm. and uh, so and "Beware My Love" was also played. Um, do you own this one?
2: I do. I have this one. It's um, and to me it is one of the weaker albums, but the hits are so strong on this one. And um, you know, you were telling me about. Uh, a song that puts you right back in your old car when you were a kid. Silly love songs. I can remember hearing that in mom's car, and my sister had her Barbie, and she was letting her hang out the window. <laughs> and she went to put the Barbie. It was a male Ken doll. When she went to put the Barbie back in, it got caught on the window. Was rode down a little bit. The arm. Fell off. So then she had a Ken doll oh. with only one arm for the rest of our childhood. <laughs> but I remember hearing um, silly love songs uh, from that, you know.
1: So when you listen to silly love songs, it brings you back to the doll.
2: It brings me back to that memory of that doll. And um, more than that, just sitting and playing. I was I played Barbies a lot. Um, I just remember that song being played over and over and over again. Really, I mean, it. a lot of people kind of make fun of it and like they like named silly love songs. It's kind of silly, but I think it's very sweet and I really like it. And I think it's really cool how Linda sings the background. I love her vocal. She's not a perfect singer. She's and that's another thing about Paul McCartney. He didn't expect perfection from people. He just I, I was his wife. He wanted her to sing background. So guess what? She sang background. And I thought she did a good job for someone who wasn't a trained singer. She wasn't in the Beatles like he was. She just jumped in there and did it And I thought it was turned out really great
1: I, You know, watching that Wingspan I can't remember for the life of me What song it was But there is a Beatles song she did background vocals on And now I can't remember You know, because I think it may have been the song Let It Be Uh, Okay She does some of the backing vocals on it But yeah, Silly Love Songs I'm telling you, and Let Them In as well Are songs that Mm -hmm really take me back let me see what oh yeah is this this was uh, uh 76 so i was 11
2: mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. this
1: time but it really really takes me back that time a very interesting song on here is a uh, beware my love mm-hmm. there there is a version a different version to this song with uh john bonham from led zeppelin have you heard this? oh
2: wow i don't think i've heard that no
1: yeah you can hear it on youtube he um what he did was he re-released this album, I don't know, like several years ago, and he added it as a bonus track, which is very interesting to hear. And it sounds like a different song, you know? Oh, like you can, yeah. You, you can tell right away it's John Bonham. It's got that John Bonham sound. And oh, yeah. uh, It's an interesting album, but I do agree with you. This is kind of uh, uh, not as good as the last... I mean, I th- well, in my opinion, I think Band on the Run and Venus are like the peak you know oh yeah really I incredible feel.
2: i think i think paul was being generous um and i appreciate that but for me i like paul so these other vocalists although i like them it's not paul and so right. having all the so i feel like this album is watered down and then we even as much as i like linda on background vocals i don't like the song cook of the house um yeah. I don't like to hear her talking about making food. It just,
0: you know, <laughs> the
2: frying music at the end just kind of, you know, the frying sounds. I I'm just yeah, not a yeah. big fan of that. But, you know, um I mean the I I th- I appreciate his efforts and what he was doing for his band. He wanted it to be a band. The Beatles switched up their vocals, so he was trying to do something like that. But, you know, I don't know. I really like it. I like the the year it came out, 1976, I remember watching Nadia Comaneci in the Olympics that summer and mm-hmm. um, listening to Silly Love Songs. That, that kind of defines 1976 for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. The next one is, oh my, oh my, do I love this one, uh, Wings uh-huh. Over America. Yes. Which I yep. believe is a three-album set. Mm -hmm. I I think it is right it's
2: it's three LPs and in in my opinion if you don't want to get All of his albums this one is the one you have to have this is the must-have
1: I agree because it has you know, and I I would recommend wings greatest which we'll get into but Wings greatest doesn't have some of these great deep tracks like, you know, uh, letting go Mm -hmm. Let me roll it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So yeah wings of america. I agree would be definitely the album to get to be familiar with with wings and i love 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 this album It's Me so they, they sound so good on it they were huge
0: mm-hmm, huge were.
1: Uh, you watch that wingspan it shows all the mania going on uh, at the mm-hmm. time it's just mm-hmm. an amazing live album and uh i highly recommend it
2: Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I did not have this as a kid. I did not go to concerts. This would have been I would have been way too young to go. But I even knew as a little child about this album and about this concert. And I believe that um, the live version of Maybe I'm Amazed from this album was actually released as a single. Yes, is that right?
1: Yes, it was. Yes.
2: And um, are you familiar? Do you remember um, Casey Kasem's American Top 40? I sure do. I loved that. And I, when I can, I try to buy those, those were uh, made on vinyl records. And mm-hmm. um, to American Top 40 was sent to radio stations. They played those records and then they'd ship them back to the American Top 40 headquarters, they got destroyed. But but you can still collect them now because not all of them got destroyed. Occasionally, I guess someone would forget to send one back or whatever. I have the American Top 40 box set that has Maybe I'm Amazed when it debuted its first week in the Top 40 countdown. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love having that. And also Hard Luck, no, yeah, Hard Luck Woman by Kiss is also on that box set. It was also on the charts at the same time.
1: Oh, that's great. Remember, yeah. remember the KTEL records? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I had one that had Harlock Woman on it. I had a oh, couple yeah. Of those.
2: yeah. I had we, Music Machine had Beth on it. <laughs> that was my introduction to Kiss.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
2: Yeah. That, that mm-hmm.
1: might have been my introduction, too. It wasn't until I heard I Want You is when I really got into oh. Kiss. But I must have heard Beth and Rock and Roll Night before that.
2: Oh yeah, and I want you is just a killer song. I love that so
1: much. That's actually the song that got me in that that, that got me into everything. Oh know? yeah, mm-hmm. I was just into movies at the time. I mean, I own Benny and the Jets. I own Little Willie by Sweet. Yeah, I owned, you know a bunch of forty fives, <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, I was not like a you know, and it wasn't until I heard I want you, I was like, mm-hmm. oh man. Then I started exploring music. So kissing, mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't escape talking about kids when you come on my show oh yeah it just comes up that was to me the ultimate gateway band absolutely
2: absolutely love them love Mm them
1: so the next album was London Town. yeah yeah yeah. this one's kind of iffy with me too what do you think of this one
2: um you know a lot of times when we talk about these albums i kind of have to look at every see all the singles and everything to me this one had a great single on it I love the song with a little luck love it and I think the song London Town is good but like you this one just doesn't have a lot of standouts for me nothing's bad it's just nothing it rises to be extremely great for me on here but like I said I with a little luck was a huge hit um I like the disco kind of the disco Paul. I I don't mind. I like disco music to a degree and I think Paul did it really well. And I I like the synthesizer sound on, on his album. I think that's good, but um, yeah, this one's a little weak.
1: Yeah. I I like cafe on the left bank. I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of a good deep track on it and Mm -hmm. deliver your children. I don't mind. And I, and I, I really do like, uh, the title track a lot actually. London Town. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, I like London Town. I'm Carrying is a really pretty song. Yeah, I that like one that too. one.
0: That's right. That's right.
2: Morse Moose and the Grey Goose is kinda um funky, a cool disco intro to that. But um yeah, it's just not um it's not as strong as say Band on the Run or those. One thing I do love about Paul McCartney and when I try to collect the vinyl, he always had posters. It, or not always, but there were several posters in, like, Wings Over America. When I went to buy that, I had to make sure I had one that had a poster in it. London Town had a really cool poster in it, too. And uh, he always put goodies like that in there. And um, Paul McCartney is he's an attractive guy. He was always a nice looking guy, but he never played up on his looks. So right. you never saw a poster. Um, If you remember Peter Frampton and I love Peter Frampton. So this is not a diss on him at all. And I love the album, but there's a, an album where he said it, the titles I'm in you. And he's wearing this like satiny outfit with his shirt buttoned up, showing his hairy chest, a kind of yeah. a sex appeal kind of play up. Paul never did anything like that. He can, And I I always liked that about him because he was a nice looking man. He could have played up on his looks, but he never needed to, I don't guess, you know.
1: No. And, you know, I mean, he's such an icon and been so popular uh, Mm -hmm. like a decade even before all this that he didn't need to.
2: Right. He He, just didn't need to do it.
1: He just it was all the music. That's all you had to do.
2: He just let his wife be the photographer most of the time. And if if she liked it, it was good enough for him.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. the The next one uh, I got. We have to talk about Wings Greatest because. Oh Wing, yeah, yeah. Wings Greatest brings a lot of songs that were recorded before because, like the Beatles and like a lot of bands back then, they would release singles and not put them on the album. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Another Day, the the song that starts the, the album.
2: Oh yeah, me too. I love that. Yeah, I love it's the. Such
1: mm-hmm. a beautiful song.
2: And live and let die, isn't that? Yeah. Did Wings get credit for that, or was that just Paul McCartney? I believe that they consider that a Wings song, right? Or I
1: believe, I oh man, now, I'm, now I'm, i I, <laughs> think, I think the Wings were already around by that time. I yeah. could be wrong though. I what know. Year, I think live I, and let die was seventy three.
2: Yeah, so, and it's it's on a James Bond um, album. Right. So, but I believe. Wings gets credit for that, but I I could be wrong. I don't, you know, there's experts out there that I'm sure will correct me and, you know, and let me know. (laughs) So
1: actually, I just looked it up. It is the Wings.
2: Yeah. So I think that is such a cool song. And he does. That's kind of like the highlight of a concert. You can't. I mean, Paul McCartney concerts are always great, but that Live and Let Die, that song is like a KISS concert. You know, all the special effects. Everything's really cool.
1: Did the explosion scare you? Oh, yeah. Me they don't, too. they
2: don't, yeah, they're really, they're really cool. Yeah.
1: I mean, I was front row the first time I saw McCartney at Joe Robbins Stadium, flowers oh. in the dirt. None of us saw it coming.
0: Everybody like
1: <laughs> ran, like, like, duck, like if it was a war. It was so. It was, it was, what was crazy was then later on, the explosion happens again. And we were again uh, caught off guard, like, oh man. Oh, that's so
2: funny because you expect yeah. it with kiss, you don't expect it yeah. with. Car.
1: <laughs> and and it, and the explosions were like i don't know like seven times more powerful than than any bombs kiss let, let i know it I mean, yeah like a concussion <laughs> we just did not see it coming right and, uh, but every time i see mccartney afterwards i knew the explosions mm-hmm. were coming and it's still kind of like ooh. and it was fun to look around at the people that you know are watching this for the first time
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: quite shocking it and, is uh Another great, great, probably my favorite McCartney-Wing song is Junior's Farm. You like that yeah. one?
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that one. It's great.
1: It's such a great, great uh, mm-hmm. rockin' tune. It and, is. uh Hi, high, Hi, high, Hi's on here, which is, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of that one, but I don't mind it. Um, yeah. It's kind of a, a controversial song because uh, the BBC banned it.
2: Yeah, I think, I honestly, to make this a perfect album, you could take High, High, High out and put That's What the Man Said there, and that would be perfect.
1: Which is odd, why that wasn't on here.
2: I know, yeah. There's always something like that on Greatest Hits compilations. There's always a head-scratcher, it seems like, you know, but um, otherwise perfect.
1: Yeah, and adding Uncle Albert, which was really a a McCartney song, Mm -hmm. which is odd. That's not a Wings song.
0: Right. It
1: was kind of odd. Go ahead. Uh, Mullah Quintar. Yeah, uh, which was a huge, huge hit. I believe it was, um, well, I watched Swingspan. It, it was the biggest selling song from that label at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And huge in, in, in England, number one in the charts forever.
2: Yeah, it was a huge hit in the UK. And I mean, who else could do bagpipes and be have a huge hit? Other than, I guess, Big Country back in the 80s had some bagpipes right. in their music, but you know that's pretty rare, and it just is such a majestic type of song too. But it's really good. It just hits you in all the right places. I I like it too. And I mean, this Wings greatest it's it's one of my favorite greatest hits compilation albums. Yes. I have several that I really love. I love the Rolling Stones Hot Rocks. This one is you know right up there with it. It's a fantastic compilation.
1: And katar was. Um... Released during the punk rock era. Uh, oh. Paul was talking about this on Wingspan that it, it just be, like it was like the antithesis of punk rock. Yet it became so huge where yeah. everything was about punk rock at the time. And it was like, you know, McCartney can come out in the middle of all this punk rock, release a song like this. And it still became huge. His yeah. biggest hit, I believe, uh, at that time.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was completely out of left. It was left. You know, everybody was going right. He went left. And with this one, it was really an unusual song and really risky to put out because it's one of those you just really don't know. I mean, it's so different. And like I said, the bad bad pipes on it. And you just never know if it's going to be, you know, if it was going to take off or not. But it's a great song and I really like it. I have a 45 of it. I have a 45 oh, cool. of probably all of these singles. I have vinyl. I also like to collect singles to a degree, not quite like I do um, LPs, but I do like singles and I have a lot of the Paul McCartney singles and I have that one. And that one's really cool to have.
1: All right. Before we get into the last one, I got a question for you. Um, sure. How's your ju- How's your jukebox coming along?
2: Um, the jukebox. Uh, well, I did finish it. I got it for free. It was, um, it was not. It was in disrepair. It needed a lot of work. Uh, my husband and I cleaned it up. I bought forty, you know, some forty fives for it. It plays great. Every once in a while, it has a mind of its own, and I will pick a song and it'll go to something else. But other <laughs> than that, it works great, you know. Um, and I really do. I go up there and enjoy it. You know, uh, it's upstairs. I have a, we have like a TV upstairs. It's like a bonus room, and and I'll play it and really enjoy it. So it's going great. It's still right. surviving. I'd love to have a pinball machine to go up there with my uh, juke. Box. that's another but that's a whole nother dream obviously the kiss uh, pinball machine would be wonderful um but there's a cool charlie's angels pinball machine that i played when i was a little kid and if i could ever get the charlie's angels one that one would be really cool
1: how, how did you end up getting the jukebox was it from one of your videos talking about how you wanted one
2: Oh, no, Uh, it was uh, I have a sister-in-law who flips houses occasionally and it was left in a house and Uh, um, it got stored for a while in someone's garage until they decided they didn't want it in their garage anymore. And she just told me if you could could just come get it, you can have it. And I'm like, let's do it. You know, let's go get it. And (laughs) if it doesn't, if we can't get it to work, we'll we'll get rid of it. But let's give it a try. So we cleaned it up and and brought it back to life. And it's really cool.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, so, and we got it upstairs and about risked my husband's life. He says if we ever move, it's just going to have to stay upstairs cuz it's so dangerous <laughs> to take down the steps again.
1: <laughs> oh, but, so you oh, you didn't hire movers or not you your husband did it himself. Yeah,
2: he did it with um our nephew. He helped him out, but man, it was a job and it was hard on them. And uh, I think if it would have if they would have just slipped once, uh, they would have would have killed my husband. <laughs> they would have ran oh, over him. God. So
1: <laughs> I can imagine how heavy that thing must be.
2: It's very heavy, yeah. Wow, it's really heavy. Even and we and it was taken apart. Didn't have the the forty um, five in it yet. Part of it was you know still taken apart. It was still extremely heavy. But I love yeah. having it. A neighbor of mine when I was a kid had a jukebox, so I can remember going over and listening to Hot Child in the City. Do you remember that song,
1: Nick Gilder?
2: Yes, I had. They <laughs> he had that on there. We just played that over and over again. You know, and played basketball. It was a lot of fun. What a what a great childhood! I think we were just so lucky to live in the seventies.
1: I tell it's, everybody that. Uh, I tell yeah. everybody the seventies had the best movies, the best music, the best TV shows, everything, and, and it was such an innocent time compared I
0: mean,
1: to now compared to now i mean we did have we but you know we also had stuff in the 70s that you couldn't get away with today like you can you imagine all in the family on the rate on on tv today <laughs> oh people <laughs> you know?
2: people would be so mad about it but it was hilarious you know it was
1: it was of the time and it was more accepted and mm-hmm. sanford and son and stuff like that but there was just uh, a magic to the 70s and a magic you know even pre-internet if you really think about it how we had a hunt for stuff everything it's too much information now like thrust it on you mm-hmm. back then we had to work for it and and it was you know and what what you do Melinda is pretty is pretty much what I do to mm-hmm. keep that that mystique of the uh, the 70s is we go out to record stores
2: uh-huh yeah and another thing that's great that unknown we... That yes, and I love that. One of the things that I did as a kid, this is really the only way I ever got my information about anything. Was mom would go to the grocery store, and while she would go grocery shopping, I'd go to the magazine rack and look up Teen Beat, Tiger Beat, Cream, (laughs) the rock, you know, the rock magazines, and I would look through them. And every once in a while, mom would let me buy one. That's how I got my information about. Records or celebrities, I knew I knew Eddie Van Halen, who is my favorite guitarist. My favorite, I love Van Halen Amen. so much. Um, but I knew him as Valerie Bertinelli's husband before I knew the band Van Halen.
0: Whoa, because really? I would look
2: through, yeah, because I would look through those um, those magazines and see Valerie Bertinelli, uh, Bertinelli was dating Eddie Van Halen, and then she married him. So that's kind of how my introduction to Eddie Van Halen and. My introduction to Van Halen was the song Pretty Woman. So that's pretty far down their discography. But, of course, I went back and fell in love with every album they did.
1: Yeah, because they met. I know my Van Halen, too. Believe me, to me, they're the greatest American band, you know, um, my favorite Mm -hmm. American band. And they met uh, at uh, it was actually Valerie Bertinelli's brothers Mm -hmm. were huge Van Halen fans and took took her backstage well i think mm-hmm. they got they used her to her. get
2: backstage because yeah, she was a celebrity.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what it was yeah and that was 1980 so yeah you discovered van halen around uh women and children first fair warning mm-hmm. but yeah you didn't you, but I, I watch a lot of your videos melinda you did not get to see van halen back then right am i correct uh,
2: no i didn't i'm you know, other than what I've seen on YouTube, no. I got. I was. A, I was deprived as far as concerts go. What was your I missed all. Oh, uh, my, well, I'm embarrassed to tell you my very, very first concert, oh, but I will because it's funny. You'll laugh. Uh, Sean Cassidy was my first concert I ever yeah. went to. I was a really little kid. You know,
1: I barely remember expected. it. But that's expected. I saw um, Christy McNeil and Jimmy McNeil. Uh, was that her
2: brother's Mickle? name? The mcnichols <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah yeah that's what i meant they played they, they uh, yeah they have an album actually they they and they played a free show at in hialeah where i was born at a water bog and water bogging was like a a big uh slide where you you know you you pave to get it like a little raft and you go down and they played a free show there so don't be embarrassed i mean uh, <laughs> it's part of our childhood you know
2: it is and, and but now the one concert that i remember more um that i went to later was huey loose in the news during their sports tour so that's really the one that's probably the better answer to give because i actually remember so much more about that one
1: well that's how i i look at it too because i don't really count christy and Jimmy McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> mine yeah. was mine was cheap trick but you know i mean because oh. that was a free show it was in my neighborhood. But actually paying to see a show and when I already got into rock, you know, that was my very first one. And it's very special. And I'm sure the sports tour must have been a big venue, right?
0: Um,
2: Well, it was an outdoor amphitheater, but it was full, you know, tons of people there. It was great. Yeah.
1: But, you know, and I'm not saying this to rub it in or to make you feel bad. But Mm -hmm. my God, there was never I have never seen a band come even close to how Van Halen was back then,
2: uh, I know you. You're. I know. I'm. I can't even imagine. I'm. I know that they're the, They're my favorite band. They would be have. They would have had to have been the best concert in my opinion.
1: It was just an energy that I can never express in words. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the crowd reacted. David Lee Roth would stand in front of the stage for like three minutes without saying a word because he couldn't because the right. crowd was just going so crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I've never seen a performer do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I know. Uh, all right. So we'll get back to wings. <laughs> hey, yeah. we <we're> kind of <laughs> went
2: off topic a little bit, but that's okay. But
1: that's, that's how my, my pocket and people love it. People love when we get, I uh, get off topics, but.
2: Uh, I hope yeah, so. Cause I really yeah. went off on you there.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. I, and I joined you. Um, <laughs> the last one uh, back to the egg. Now this is, um, other than greatest hits, this was the first one I bought. Um, oh yeah,
0: yeah,
1: fairly new, and I absolutely love this album, Melinda, but I have one little gripe about it. um, mm-hmm. I don't really like the sequence of this album. I think there's songs that should have been placed in different order, you know what I'm saying,
2: yeah, yeah, it doesn't have a great flow, but yet I yeah, I especially side two, I think,
1: yeah really, yeah. And, uh, and some of the songs side two should have been on side one and I don't know. It's just, but it's a really good album. It's an album that really doesn't have any hits. I mean, I don't believe, I don't, I mean, the bonus track, good night tonight was a hit, but it wasn't on the album.
2: Oh, good night tonight is, I love that one. But, um, I do remember hearing getting closer on the radio. Hmm. I always thought it was unusual. He came up with my salamander. He was calling it, you know, my salamander. I always (laughs) thought that was fairly weird. But, yeah, I do remember that one being on the radio and hearing that a lot.
1: Wow. And this was Kentucky?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I grew up in Indiana. Okay. I live in Kentucky now, but I grew up in Indiana. I'm an Indiana girl.
1: Right. Um, I don't remember. Uh, I don't think they played that down here. Um, Mm -hmm. I did buy this album Mm-hmm. Maybe it was around 81, uh, okay. like two, two, three years after it came out. But I think there's a lot of good songs on this album.
2: Oh, yeah. I love this one. It's it's kind of a return to being a rocker, a rock and roll yeah. album. Yes. And yeah. I love um, Spin It On. I love that one. Oh, yeah. Again and a- again and again.
1: Oh, yes. Arrow Through Me I like a lot.
2: I do, too. I, the only thing about Arrow Through Me, and this is just me, I liked the band Chicago, so I kind of surprised, but I'm not real crazy about the, the brass
0: uh-huh. part
2: of that. And I guess that for a lot of people, they would absolutely love it for me. Just the, the, um, the brass section on that one doesn't do anything for me, but I, otherwise I really love that one. I love the groove of it. It's a really good song.
1: I like the, did, did you like to you? I really like that one.
2: Uh, yeah, I do like that one as well. That one is really good.
1: And, uh, th- there's two songs on here that are unique. There are two songs in one, uh, After the Ball, Million Miles, and Winter Rose, and Love Awake. Uh,
2: yeah, I love the beginning of After the Ball, and then it kind of loses me on Million I agree. Miles.
1: I agree with you 100%. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so beautiful, After mm-hmm. the Ball. And mm-hmm. then it goes into Million Miles, and I'm like, uh, this ain't as good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they should have yeah. changed it around. Yeah. Um, they should have separated I mean um, And uh, so glad to see you here I don't know how true this is uh, I think that's John Bonham on drums on that one.
2: Oh, I don't know That's interesting
1: Yeah somebody told me that but I can't find Any information that says that So mm. maybe it was a, a, a ghost thing I know at the time he had that What was it called? Rockestra Which has a Rockestra theme on this album Yeah uh, yeah he had a show. He played a show that was professionally filmed that, that had John Bonham. And, oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, you can see that on, on YouTube. It's pretty cool.
2: You know, that might be what I was talking about when I said Rock Show earlier. I bet it is orchestra. That's probably the one I was talking about. Right. I think I've seen that one on Axios or, Ax- you know, that channel. Um, I think I've seen that a couple summers ago. I think they were playing it, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a big fan of Baby's Request. I think that one's a little too
1: yeah, that, a Broadway I, I, playish or something. Yeah. It, it, was that the final track on there?
2: It is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of that one either. But as far as uh, since um, I would even say uh, Venus and Mars, I think this is uh, the strongest one since then.
2: Yes. I, I would put that in that order. I agree with you. Yep. I, I love this one. I think it's really good. And it's a shame it didn't do better. It didn't really do anything in the charts. And then, of course, he got arrested and yeah. was in
1: jail. And <laughs> um, that so was the end of it.
2: Score. Yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah. They but, explained it. They explained it on the Wingspan. McCartney said, well, Back to the Egg yeah, didn't do well. But so many people go up to him saying, that's my favorite album from you.
0: Oh, so, yeah. I yeah. think so. Mm-hmm.
1: And, he, uh, you know, they explained in the in the documentary was, by this time, it's like they got another drummer, and they were kind of getting sick of it. They felt like we've accomplished everything we were gonna accomplish, mm-hmm. and then the rest in Japan put an end to wings completely that's yeah what, that's what ended the whole wings thing because he went solo right after that
2: well there yeah, and there were, had been so many changes in the band, and uh you know really probably the one person he could really depend on was Linda and of course Denny Lane, but there'd been other, so many other
1: changes, you know, so. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. <laughs> we did the yes. whole discography. Did you have fun?
2: I did. It was really, I really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate that you invited me to be on here. I really liked it. So I had a great time talking about Paul. I, I love wings and anytime I can talk about Paul McCartney, it's a good day for me. So.
1: Yeah, I I wanted you on the show because I really do like your channel. I watch your videos all the time. I I have been a little, uh, I think the last three I haven't seen, but today I went back and watched the first one. And I got to congratulate you because you finally got the Beatles mono box set. Oh, I know. Yes. (laughs) I was so happy to see that because I own that and it's such a must.
2: It is. It's so good, and uh, I assume you bought it while it was still in
1: print. Actually, uh, yes, it was still in print. But look how lucky I got. Um, it was. I bought it. It wasn't brand new when I bought it, but I bought it at an Fye that was going out of business, and I got awesome. it for half price.
2: Oh, don't make me sick. Oh, because like I I bought it while it was out of print. You know, I've just picked it up recently. And while I didn't pay a, well, I did pay a crazy price, but it's not as crazy as what some people are having to pay for it. I, I had, I did find a really, really good deal for what it is at this point. But man, I wish I could go back in time and had bought it when it came out. It was always expensive, but I paid a little premium for having something out of print.
1: Yeah. Do, do you have like um? you you've seen like my videos, how I have my vinyl set up like in that, uh, you know, furniture. Do you have like that type of furniture where you place your vinyls?
2: Well, I have cabinets. Uh, we needed to have some cabinets built anyway um, in a certain part of our house. So I just had cabinets built, but I had them built in a way that you flip through records the way you flip through records at a record store. So you don't oh, see the spines see of the records. You have to right. kind of. Dig and pull one out, and and I I do have like a what a stereo equipment video that I did, and you can see the uh the cabinets on that video, and I you have to flip through them, uh, but it doesn't show the spines, so
1: it's a little yeah, bit yeah, better.
2: They're all in alphabetical order. Um, the only thing I have separate is um, I do have the box sets. I keep those separate, and I keep the jazz section separate. But everything um, else, rock, country. Um, Just everything else is in the alphabetical order
1: What I recently did I just did this less than a month ago Um, I really have I really get bothered with my Box sets when I want to listen to something From it because you know (laughs) it's kind of a chore You have to open it up you have to do this And that and what I did recently Is I've taken all the albums Out of the box set I still have my box Sets on display but I put them With the rest of the records so I don't have to Like (laughs) continue opening them and You know what I'm saying?
2: I know exactly what you're saying. In fact, somebody sold me their queen box set, and I got a killer deal on it. And he told me it was because he was too lazy to open the box set and get (laughs) out the records, So he would just use the ones he already had, his originals. So he said, so I don't even need this. I don't listen to it because I'm too lazy to open the box and do all the thing. And so he sold it to me, and I got a really good deal on the queen box set because of that.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. The queen box set brings all their albums?
2: Yeah, it's all of them. And um, I don't think they have anything with um, their new singer, do they? Uh, it's everything that no. they had with Freddie. And then um, the last album was uh, something they put together after his death, but he's still singing the songs. I think they're
0: Made
1: just stuff they had in
2: the vault. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Oh, that's great. I didn't. I, I did not know that even existed, even though I already own all the Queen albums. But, if you um, have
2: them all, you probably don't need it. But they sound fantastic. They were they're the half speed masters at Abbey Road Studio. They're on the colored vinyl. Um, they had they're just really well done. It's a really good box set to own. If you need Queen, I only had two Queen albums: the Greatest Hits and the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. So uh, I didn't have anything else. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to buy them all in one swoop. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that's great. Well, Melinda, it's been a pleasure having you. I thank you so much. And uh, oh. I'm glad you had a good time.
2: I did. Thank you so much for having me on. I've watched your videos. I've watched your Almost Human channel. I've, you know, I've just been a huge, I'll just say it. I am a fan of yours. I think you're fantastic. You've. Thank um, you. I love watching the KISS reviews you've done. Cheap Trick. You do an yes. amazing job with Trick. And you just Thank have you. a really great sense of humor. And uh, I just laugh and learn from you. So I really appreciate it.
1: Well, I appreciate your, your support. I appreciate you watching my stuff. And 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 it's even cooler that, you know, when I have somebody that appreciates my stuff that has something I appreciate, you know, because oh. uh, I, I tell everybody, uh, Melinda Murphy, that's the name of her YouTube channel. Um, you're always, uh, you're almost like I'm weekly, I believe. Yeah, um, I try
2: to do a weekly video. Sometimes I have to take a week off, but sometimes life gets in the way and right. I don't get like one, but I try to put one out every week.
1: And and it's great because you find and and you are very informative of which out like which Led Zeppelin two sounds better. You know? <laughs> that's <laughs> just my opinion. <laughs> There's a name of a guy that you say that does Led Zeppelin two out the Led Zeppelin two. Yeah, the that's Robert. The yeah,
2: the Robert Ludwig Hot Mix. That's the one. I of course, Classic Records put one out that's fantastic too. Uh, but the Robert Ludwig Hot mix, uh, Hot Mix is the one that most people will say is the one to get. And I, I do have two copies of that and I love them. They're like treasured, uh, pieces of my vinyl collection, you know, just, uh, you know, you have those very special pieces in the vinyl collection and those are for me. I really, I really love those.
1: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and I love, I love hearing that stuff, you know, I love which one sounds better. And, you know, you've, uh, Sgt. Pepper is another one you've talked about. There's different versions of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, there's all different versions of everything. And I do love uh, trying to figure out what... Now, I don't always have all of the versions, but out of the ones I have, I love sharing what I think is best. And sometimes it's the more expensive version of an album, like a Mobile Fidelity record. Other times it's the reissue that costs $20 on Amazon. You know, you just never know. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of... I mean, I have noticed because uh, a lot of... uh you know original press is worth more but i've noticed that there's a lot of uh, reissues that sound even better you know yeah. so i don't i don't mind like you know paying twenty dollars for a 180 gram over mm-hmm. two hundred dollars for original master original pressing that is mm-hmm. inferior to me exactly. it, it, to me it's about the sound That's it is the most important part you know
2: yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's a, it's about the sound. I mean, I love having originals, especially of really old records. It's very cool to have. Um, and hard to find records. It's really cool to have an original, but um, it really does boil down to what sounds best. What one do you enjoy the most? You know, what you really enjoy. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I agree. Having original press is really cool. It it's is awesome because you got the original. That's great. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, well, let I'll, me
0: ask.
2: Can Mm -hmm. I ask you a question? Okay. So out of the kiss albums, do you think the 2014 reissues are better than the originals? Yes. Do Do you you? think they sound better? I think Um, they do. Well, I mean, I don't have that many of them. So that's why I was wondering, I collected all of the originals and I don't really have a lot of the 2014s. I have one I've dressed to kill, but I haven't opened it. It was just, I got it for like $9 and I just never opened it. I thought I'd keep it sealed, but, um, you know, I've always been curious about the. I do have Hot in the Shade, the original and the reissue. I just haven't done a comparison of those yet.
1: Well, I, I have Hot in the Shade, and it does not sound good. Okay. Um, <laughs> because because it's too long, and uh, the yeah. grooves are you know because they, they fit it all on one record, so That's that right. one is kind of thin sounding. And the original Hot in the Shade you have is also a single album. Yeah. Yeah, it might be the same deal. It you probably know. is. Yeah, they should have they should have spread it out on two vinyls. Yeah. But but great. Awesome, Melinda. Thank you so much thank for being you for part having of the Viera Vault and uh and keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep watching you and and again, and thank you so much for your support.
2: And I'm going to keep watching you. I'm your biggest fan. Thank you thank so much.
1: You. You're very welcome. What a fantastic person, Melinda Murphy. Check the description below. There's a link to her YouTube Please, subscribe to it. She's worth it. Anyway, you know what time it is. It's time to go into the Vieira Vault. Alright, we're back inside the vault. And I'm about to play something that I did talk about during this episode. Where I talked about John Bonham playing on Beware My Love. Which was released on some reissue that Paul did for that album many years later, maybe like five, six years ago. And uh, here it is, Be Aware My Love, featuring John Bonham. Paul McCartney and Wings featuring John Bonham with Beware My Love. Okay, that's the end of another Vieira Vault. If you're still listening, I love you. You rule a bit too hard. I got a lot more episodes coming up, man. There's no end in sight. No lie. I have like close to 10 episodes I haven't put up yet. And tomorrow, I'm recording another one. I'm telling you, the Vieira Vault... You get your money's worth, even though you ain't paying me anything. But that's okay. As long as you listen, that's all that matters. So, um, thank you so much. Thank you, Melinda Murphy. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. The link is in the description below. And uh, I'll see you all next week, man. Catch you on the flip side. schmack a gob